afford to be here. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away. A song away. A song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me tonight in the you a guest or you a guest co-host. You brought songs, so that kind of makes you a co-host, but you're also a guest because you're going to promote some stuff. You know, I'll just call you both, guest co-host. Tony- I mean, it's that's the least of me. I'm so many things. <laughs> Tony Thaxton, how are you doing, Tony? I'm fantastic. How are you doing, Pat? I am good. Uh... I'm wearing Invisalign. Oh, okay. Which, uh, whenever I tell people that, they go, I can't even tell. I go, because it's invisible. It's, it's part of the name. Yeah. It's right it's, there in the, the uh, marketing. Sometimes I take it out when I record. Is, how long have you had them? Three months and one week. And how's that going for you? Good. I had just like a space on the bottom that was getting bigger as I get older. And then it started to have like a, a space on the other side of that same tooth. And I didn't want to have hillbilly tooth. Like that one tooth that's just like, you know what I mean? There's space on both sides. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, uh, my teeth are great. Yeah. I, uh, so I, just, I just didn't like it. Yeah. It was I'm, right in the front, too. So I'm the opposite. I should have had braces when I was a kid. Let me see your it, teeth. Let it's me not smile. Spa- it's not spaces. It's, it's some overlapping here and This there. will do the trick for that, too. Yeah. Let me yeah. smile. Give me uh, a smile. Now you're making me paranoid. Come on. It's fine. Now I can't see the bottom teeth. Your teeth look fine, too, though. Yeah. It's kind of these front guys, yeah. But there's this, yeah. yeah. It's the thing. I just, I was like, you know what? Uh, I get this. Yeah, that's kind of, I feel like someday. Don't someday. do Invisalign because this is actually Smile Direct Club. But I call it Invisalign because then people know what that is. Right. It's like right. when you say, hand me a Kleenex. Yeah. Um, Invisalign was going to be uh, $6,000. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Smile Direct Club, 1800 much more doable. Yeah. So I'm not throwing out, you know, I'm throwing prices out like I'm a big shot, but I'm not. (laughs) I can't afford. By the way, when you first said, because the reason you said Invisalign, I've never heard of Smile Direct Club. But the way you phrased it at first, I thought you were implying like, this is uh, your new podcast, the Smile Direct Club. (laughs) Maybe <laughs> I'll only have people on that are wearing uh, some type of an apparatus in their mouth. Well, I'll get the hell out of here then. I get what you're saying. <laughs> now, normally I would take it out when I'm recording, but today I left the house and I forgot I was cleaning it and I left the house and I wasn't going to be back for four hours. So I had it out of my mouth for four hours. Mm-hmm. So I can't have it out of my mouth. You're only supposed to take it out when you're eating. Okay. So you even sleep with it? Yes. How's that? Do you it's- notice it much anymore? Or are you used to I, it now? I don't. Well, I don't. But uh, the first couple, you, you put a new one in every week. Okay. And when you put that new one in, sometimes that's pretty tight. Mm-hmm. You really have to like snap it in. There's these things that you, they're like, um, did you ever see like a, a swimming pool noodle? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like that only uh, size that would fit in your mouth. Okay. And you kind of bite down on that to make sure that it's, uh, what do I want to say? In tightly on uh-huh. the top and bottom. Uh-huh. But I like it because I know that it's working then. When, right. you, when you snap that new one in, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. This is working. Mm-hmm. So. 
Huh? Is this too much tooth talk? <laughs> uh, no. Well, I think really what you're doing is setting up the fact because uh, Motion City is going to do a tour next year, and we have a song <laughs> called "Perfect Teeth." Oh, and well, I get what I you're doing. doing that, but I like that. I like that. Um, Motion City soundtrack. You guys are going back on the road in 2020. Correct. Technically, starting on the New Year's Eve of this New year. New Year's Eve. So yeah. And where will you be playing New Year's Eve? Uh, that is in Chicago, but that one's already sold out, so don't even try. Will uh, Will your lovely wife be able to join you for New Year's Eve, or will you be spending the holiday apart? Uh, that is the plan as of now, is, is for her to come and join, yeah. What's the venue in Chicago, even though it's sold out, you can't get in, don't even try? The House of Blues. House of Blues. Uh-huh. Is it still in Chicago? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's one of the, uh, I like that House of Blues, too. That's a, uh, it's an especially nice one. It's a, one of the bigger ones, I think, too. Um uh, you, now you're just bragging because it's sold yeah. out, and you yeah, said it's you one like of the it, bigger yeah, ones. Yeah, it's sold. You know, no big is, deal. It, well, who decides that you go on tour? Is it the singer? Is he the guy that says, "Yeah"? Um, I always think the singer has all the power. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of like just, you can't just book the tour. Oh, of course not. Nobody <laughs> listens to me. Uh, it was. I think all of us were just kind of open-minded mm-hmm. to. Uh, doing a little more. Like, we're not necessarily trying to have it take over our lives yeah, again yeah, yeah. or anything like that. But, um, you know, it's it's not been a crazy amount of time. But by the time it happens, it'll have been um, not quite three and a half years, but almost. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I think, we, I think, you know, it gets to that point of, of you know, we did that farewell tour. And then... Uh, so did Kiss. Exactly. <laughs> they did a few more of them than we yeah, did. Yeah, they did. Uh, and yeah, I think we all just kind of, you know, started doing our own things and I think got to a point where just like, I don't know, it kind of came up. I don't, I honestly don't know how it came up. I don't remember, but it was just sort of like came up as a discussion and everybody was like open to the idea. Do the guys all live in Southern California? Are you guys on a conference call? How does this work? Um, it's, yeah, we're all over the place cause I'm here in LA. Um, our keyboard players in New Jersey, our bass players in Portland, Oregon, and right. the other two guys are in Minneapolis. Wow. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, how many dates? It is a little over a month long. I don't know what the exact number is, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's all, that's all that's in the books right now. Is that, um, uh, for that month, do you get a day off in between or is it every day? Is it one of those? Oh, no, there's definitely days off. We tend to, and this was kind of always the case for us once we kind of started figuring out how to do mm-hmm. it, uh, what worked for us. We usually we usually won't do more than like four shows in a row mm-hmm. is, is max, and even that's kind of rare. It's usually yeah. like three in a day off just because um, our singer especially can, it, it could be rough on sure. the voice to do that many in a row. Absolutely. Yeah. Is, um, where, where are you guys, where do you guys, where, what's a tough market for you? Like a, t- a market where you're like, you got to really hustle to, to sell the tickets. Um, uh, you know, we, we we're lucky to, that uh, people it, seem to show up most places fans that everywhere. we come. But, but, uh, but at the same time, you know, there are some cities that for some reason mm-hmm. just don't quite do as well. Right. Like I, for some reason, and again, this isn't a slam on the city, but no. I can remember like um, having tours where... Uh, in the past, where like literally every date 
would sell out except Phoenix. Oh, I hate that city. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's weird. Yeah. And no, I, no. I feel like, yeah, it was kind of always one of those. I, Phoenix, that's what comes to mind, kind the, of. If the show's not sold out, is there... Do you want to really kill it when when the show's not sold out? Like, do you want to really, like... Like, almost like, look what the, these people missed by not coming out. <laughs> or do you just play... You just play 100... I Every just, night. Yeah, I try to. Because, right. you know, you try, and I'm sure some nights you don't quite get there, but mm-hmm. you try to. Because that was a big thing for me when we did the, uh, well, now, quote-unquote, farewell tour, uh, <laughs> was um, I, you know, that, like, first night especially, and then the you know, first several nights, but that first night especially, thinking, like, how, like, fun and, like, kind of emotional right. that felt. But then in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, we still have to do this, like, several months still. Right. So, but, uh, but I tried to remember that, yes, that's the case for me, but yeah. the people seeing the show, this is it's probably their, the last time. Yeah. It could be their first time, too. You exactly. Yeah. What's the, uh, you're on the road, you guys in a bus, are you sleeping in a hotel? Uh, we will be on a bus. Yes, on a bus. Uh huh. You get to choose your bunk. Where are you at? Where are you? Where, where do you like? Yeah, I'm. Uh, although it, we'll see, because I I weirdly always used to be a top bunk mm-hmm. guy, which mm-hmm. is actually most people don't like the top bunk because uh, it can be a little bumpier. Okay. Um, but uh, I think I sort of liked it because I think I liked not having anyone above me. Like, yeah. Like having this weird fear of like, for some reason the bunks come crashing down or something. Like there's yeah, no, no one's, one's gonna, gonna fall on. No me. one's gonna crawl in there just for fun. Yeah, because um, it's a, it's a it's a process. Yeah. Is there a belt up there? Like, is there a seatbelt that belts across you while you're no, sleeping? Like, there probably like, should be like a gurney. No. There yeah. should be. Yeah. It's yeah, and that's the other thing with sleeping on the top one is uh, if I never have the closest I ever came to falling out of the bunk because I have heard of people that mm-hmm. have done it. And it sucks because they're pretty high up. It's yeah. like, it's not a short drop. Uh, I never straight up fell out of it, but there was one night on tour that, so when you, when you uh, if you have to get up in the middle of the night or whatever to get out of the bunk, you kind of have to um, stick your hand across the aisle like uh-huh. and kind of like use the bunk on the other side yeah, yeah. to like, you know, pull yourself yeah, down. maneuver down, Spider-Man yeah. style. Exactly. Uh, and so I'm doing that in the middle of the night and my hand that's on the other bunk slips. Oh, God. And then I basically uh, slide through the curtain of the bunk below, which is where Jesse, our keyboard player, was sleeping. Well, hello, and I just, Jesse. I just, like, crash into his butt. My hand lands on his chest, and he just is dead asleep. Yeah. And then suddenly just wakes up. <gasps> I'm yeah, scared. What the the, hell yeah. But obviously, that was scary. <laughs> Tours canceled. The drummer broke his arm. The keyboardist had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, set list wise, uh, gonna some surprises, different songs from the last tour. Uh, I don't know yet. We have we honestly yeah. haven't uh, discussed it yet. Okay. I'm sure. We, yeah, you're you're months out. That's true. Yeah, we're we're gonna start doing some rehearsals. I think in October we're gonna do a few different uh, trips for some rehearsals. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll figure it out. But we also. Well, on the farewell tour, we kind of, this was sort of a regular tour uh, thing that we did, but we sometimes will um, we'll have like kind of a core on that on that last tour. We had like kind of a core set list that we did, but then there were like two songs that we would like swap out swap every around. night, 
and and it wasn't necessarily always the same uh, ones that would yeah. get swapped in. Like we'd really kind of mix up that that I, slot. A I like when bands do that, especially if they come in. You know, they play a city. They play two shows in the same city. If that happens, mm-hmm. then, yeah. I mean, then you might then you might go. Oh, I'm going to go again tomorrow night. You know? Yeah, exactly. Be a couple of different songs. Yeah. Do me a favor. Just tilt your mic up to your mouth. Just tilt it back. I'm not going to edit this part out. <laughs> I just leave it in. I could like of motion to you, and then you'd be like, "What? Huh? huh? What? Huh? Huh? I think I just that's more awkward." But hey. I'm not going to. I'm not going to keep it out. real, man. Just, yeah, I'm just that's. Yeah. I only edit if I really only edit if when we're done. If you text me and go. Uh, Pat, that part about the microphone, I really would like you to edit that out. I understand. <laughs> I, as a person that produces shows yeah. for other people, I, yeah. I'm not a fan yeah. of the over-editing. Uh, Some people yeah. are just a little too... No, uh, this show is as it is, unless like uh, yeah. you know, someone gets up and goes to the bathroom. Sometimes when someone gets up and goes to the bathroom, I'll just keep talking with whoever else might be here. And Yeah, I think it is what it is. That's one of the things people like about podcasts. I, think, I hope the, so, yeah, yeah, the immediacy. Yeah. Speaking of podcasts, you have a brand new podcast, Bizarre Albums. Correct. With Tony Staxton or starring Tony uh, Staxton? Well, I, I, I just call it Bizarre Albums. It had the, my name is in, in the artwork there, but uh, I, I, we can just call it Bizarre Albums. I listened to two episodes today, and I want people just to, I'm going to play, let's hear a little of your intro of your podcast. All right. He got his own self-titled ongoing comic book. Hey, what That's happened not there? The That's not the intro. Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, The Archie's self-titled debut album. Now, did you, uh, did you uh, write that music there? I did. That's all me. That's Literally all every, with the exception of the artwork on the show, I'm doing every single thing. After listening to this today, and I know Ron Dante is the singer of mm-hmm. the Archies, um, did you know that he produced like all the big Barry Manilow albums too? Yeah. So yeah. I, on the way here tonight, I listened to a, a Barry Manilow album. Nice. Produced by Ron Dante. Yeah. I saw Ron Dante uh, at the Canyon Club about a year and a half ago. He was part of... Um, Flo and Eddie the Turtles, they do like a, they bring like, a, you know, Chuck Negron from uh, Three Dog Night mm-hmm. and the Cow Sills and Ron Dante and a couple of different people. So, uh, uh-huh. yeah, he was good. Nice. He's a... Uh, yeah, the... Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm fine. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, the, uh, that episode that I did on the, that first Archie's album, uh, I was aware... Obviously, I knew Sugar Sugar like my sure. whole life. Um, but that's actually on the Everyone second Everyone knows that. Yeah. And, but uh, I never knew until like a couple of years ago, like the backstory of like that it was literally a cartoon band that wasn't a real band. Um, and then so, uh, um, but but it, the point that I had with that was that mm-hmm. uh, that record is honestly like it's pretty good. Like yeah. those songs are they're just good pop songs. Like in you know a lot of these ridiculous albums that I'm getting into, uh, that's the one so far that I've been like. I I would kind of listen. I don't yeah. mind this record. Like, like I those, would listen to those it. songs. Could be Bay City Roller songs. They could mm-hmm. maybe be Partridge Family songs. They yeah. could be you know any number of things. Yeah, they're just you know because it is. It's just musicians. It's really not cartoon characters. Yeah, right. Of course, but it's just like so many times. If that is the if it's you know written for a cartoon or something like mm-hmm. that, uh, it's not necessarily good. Right. 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 But this one is like oh these are actually pretty bad. good songs. Yeah. I I actually think the uh, Scooby Doo theme song is very good. 
All right. <laughs> Set in your top 10 of all time? All time songs. <laughs> yeah, that's what okay. I mean. Uh, by anyone. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So how did, now the episodes are just about 15 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is, it's not a big commitment for. Yeah. So. Which has been like uh, luring people in, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, go listen. I listened to the Archie's episode today and I listened to the Bruce Willis episode, which is just, it's ridiculous. (laughs) And I had that album. Oh yeah. I was weirdly into it when I was a kid. Yeah. Because at one point I was, uh, I would, I would say that I was a a huge Bruce Willis fan, Mm -hmm. but as I've gotten older, I'm like, "Uh, no, I just kind of like Die Hard. Yeah. I like Moonlighting too at the time, uh-huh. but it was, um, yeah, he doesn't have a lot of good movies in the, in the catalog. No, no. and also he just seems like so pompous, like yeah. even like some of the clips that I play of him like early on when he was still kind of like becoming Bruce Willis, yeah. like he already was like super pompous. Yeah, and- like so, yeah, some of the clips, and then I forgot that there was a, um, what's the album called? What's the Bruno album called? Return of Bruno. Return of Bruno. I forgot that that's like a fake character and that they're, yeah. you met, you talk about it and play clips from, it was an HBO special. It's mm-hmm. so, that's everyone is in. Yeah. The, the cast list is insane on that thing. Like every like legendary musician appears in that I mockumentary. Mean, who, who did they owe a favor to? You know what I mean? I, I know. And, and what's even crazier too is that like, Yes, Moonlighting was popular. Sure. But, like, that's still pre-Die Hard. Yeah. Like, so he's Bruce Willis, but he's not Bruce Willis right, at that exactly. point. Yeah. It's pretty insane. It is. It's Yeah, it's nuts. The 80s, man. And they, and they <laughs> uh, when they gave a guy like that, they always got a two-album deal, too. Because, like, Don Johnson has two albums and Bruno had, Bruce Willis has two. It was always mm-hmm. like, it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I guess it sold, though. It went platinum, didn't it? Uh Gosh, I can't remember now. Uh, I, I definitely say whether it did or not on the episode, but now I'm blanking if I did. It's been a bit since I did that one. It's a um, terrible album cover. He's, it's not a good picture of him. He's like smirking, <laughs> but it's not like a, it's terrible. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's something. Like, and, and also, like, even that one, like, uh, look, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that album is good. Right. But there are worse things out there. Sure. Like, it's not the worst sure. thing in the world. It's not um, Shatner. Yeah, right. Um, All his albums, I like to say, they're a piece of shat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One, those have to be coming up soon. Eventually. Oh, yeah, it's definitely on the list. What's been fun is that uh, I already had like made myself a big giant yeah. list of things I wanted to get to, and then um, I say on the episodes um, if if anybody has any you know suggestions of something you want to hear me cover uh, to email me and let me know. And people have been doing it, and they're like that list is getting enormous. I told you one that you said you didn't know existed. Oh, yeah, you brought up Chunky A, right? Chunky A, the Arsenio (laughs) Hall uh, character. Yes, which I don't, it's crazy to me that I don't remember that because I feel like that, again, that's kind of why I'm doing this show is because I just, I love weird, ridiculous stuff like that. Also, not that it's ridiculous for someone to have a Christmas album, but Billy Idol has a Christmas album. Oh, yeah. It's it's not great. I, uh, yeah, (laughs) I have heard some of that, yes. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, this is a great podcast. Thank I, you. I, again, bizarre albums. Now, this is this is we just talked about editing and production. There's a lot of production value on this because you make it like it's a, like a mini 15 minute documentary about. Yeah. And you do a great job. Everything's good. You're Thank good. Thank you. The clips are good. 
Thank you very all, much. The sound was all good too. It wasn't like if you played a clip, it wasn't like like muddy or anything. Everything was good. You did Thank a good you. job. I I'm, seems I'm, like a, it seems like a labor of love and a lot of work, but a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm take definitely taking it very seriously, and you know that is like it's kind of a bringing the two things that I mm-hmm. really like together: music and podcasts. And I take both of those things seriously, even though these are kind of on like kind of somewhat ridiculous subjects. But I'm. Again, as I say in the intro, I'm not trying to make fun of these things. I'm really just yeah. like, like, just like, this is a weird thing that happened yeah. in music, and I'm doing a ton of research on them, and and then just trying to tell the story of of how it even came to be, and then kind of go into the record a little bit, and finding all these crazy connections of who worked on these things, yeah. and like how many legitimate like good people worked on these crazy albums. And you don't have to like or dislike the what the album is. It, that doesn't that doesn't um, detract from the entertainment value of the podcast. Yeah. Well, thank you. When, um, I appreciate that. When I used to uh, when Bob Costas used to have an interview show, and do you remember that year? Mm-hmm. Your later than me. Yeah, later mm-hmm. with Bob Costas. Oh yeah, I was a big Letterman nerd as a kid, like from a weirdly young age. So I would I would still be up and watch some of that as a ten year old kid. I would watch it no matter who his guest was, and mm-hmm. a lot of times he would have sports guests on and I'm not a big sports guy mm-hmm. and I'm like eh, okay Tom Landry no right I'll see what he has to say I, I loved every episode I was yeah. always uh, intrigued because he was a great interviewer he asked good questions the interviewee was entertaining so um, yeah yeah get into this podcast our albums. Uh, when does it drop new episodes drop when uh, every Tuesday every Tuesday every Tuesday yes. do you have a bunch in the can now are you ahead uh I, I I can't really say that I'm ahead. I I have I have at least the preparation mm-hmm. done, but I have not recorded all of the yeah. things that I need for it yet. Because when you uh, go on tour, you're gonna have to record oh, all those and and post them all. I know. Because I, uh, uh, and then uh, promote them as you're on tour. You're gonna I gotta get up and do that. I gotta tweet. Yeah, I know the promoting part would be fine, but uh, yeah, I definitely. But the, the thing is, I, I I genuinely love making these and yeah. putting them together. And like, you have to love to, it. If you're doing a podcast, you have to love it. Yeah, like it's to the point where, and I've had a lot of other things going on lately. To the point of where, which is good, because I like keeping busy and I need to pay rent and yeah, things sure. like that. But uh, also, a lot of times, I'm like, I kind of just want to work on this, like, yeah. and uh, which is good because there's not many things that do that for me yeah. like really is like it's, it's like, very rare that i get totally sucked into yeah, things there'll probably and, be times when you're normally would be tired at that point but you're like yeah but i can i'm gonna it's late but i'm gonna do some of this mm-hmm. and you yeah. just get that you just get that juice going yep um, and, uh, but that's what uh, that's what lenny and the squig tones will do for me <laughs> oh i can't wait <laughs> that's what happened that's what i was doing last night what does uh i also sent you that donnie most had an album right yeah <laughs> I have not not done any research on that yet. No, but you can, yeah, you can I buy it, it on list. Amazon. You can find it. Um, so where are we? Tell us uh, where we can find you on Twitter for this thing. Sounds like we're wrapping up or not. We have a we have a topic we're going to do. <laughs> yes, and I yes. just wanted to get all the promotion out up front, and then we'll talk a little bit at the end too. But because uh, that's why that's why I wanted you on. I wanted to be able to help support this. Thank and you. promote it. I appreciate. So where that can we much. find you on Twitter? Yourself and the podcast. Uh, me on Twitter and Instagram is at Tony Thaxton, and then the podcast is at Bizarre Albums on Perfect. Twitter and you Instagram. Got it. And I'm trying to make the. Uh, the uh, the social media, particularly Instagram, I think, with the podcast, I'm really trying to make that 
uh, fun, I'm not going to say interactive, mm-hmm. but like really uh, I'm pulling a lot of uh, just ridiculous photos that add to the thing mm-hmm. and like even like video clips too of some of the things that I'm playing on the show then yeah. like adding the video clips that to helps. the Instagram and all that. Yeah, I like when there's a picture of you holding the album, but I bet you can't always find a copy, right? I know. I, that's definitely going to be a problem at some point. Um, and you don't want to spend money either. You don't want to buy a Chunky A, $30 copy of Chunky A just to hold it. You know, you could probably go to a record store and if they have it there, just hold it and get I your know. picture taken like at Amoeba or wherever. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm trying to think. Well, because, but the other, on the other hand, though, most of the information that I need for research I can find online, but sometimes there are these things like if you get the physical copy and get the liner notes and stuff, sometimes a, there's things that I don't see take online. A, take a picture of it. Yeah. You go to Amoeba, you find Chunky A, you take a couple of pictures with your camera. Yeah. Because I guess this information would have been eventually found online Mm -hmm. once I delved in, but I I hadn't done any research yet. But again, this episode hasn't come out yet, but it'll be soon-ish. But I'm starting to uh, write the Lenny and the Squigtones uh, episode, and I found the record at Amoeba. and. Honestly, way less than I thought. I don't even know if it was 10 bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not bad. Um. And like I wasn't even going, I knew it existed, but then I kind of stumbled into it and I was like, all right, great. And, uh, and then I got it home and I open it up and I pull it out and there's a band photo. You may know this fact already. I don't. But uh, there's a band photo and uh, not only is Christopher Guest in the band and actually plays on the record, Wow. Credited as Nigel Tufnell. Wow. And this is pre-Spinal Tap. That's, there's a little tease of yeah. the fun stuff you'll learn mm-hmm. on Bizarre Albums. I wonder if you would be able to chat with uh, Michael McKean a little bit about this. I wonder if you tweeted at him. And Man. He's pretty good on Twitter. Yeah, he's great. That would be amazing. Uh, I know. That's, I haven't uh, done any of that yet, right. of like reaching out to people, but I do... The show is, is, I'm very pleased with how it's been going and people are reacting to it. And uh, yeah, I think like eventually I, I would like to attempt to start reaching yeah, out to some people cool. to talk to. Yeah. And again, it's on iTunes. It's everywhere. Just everywhere. Yeah, Google Bizarre Albums, Tony mm-hmm. Faxton, and you'll find it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all that the stuff. The whole deal. Yeah. The whole deal. Mm-hmm. So in order to get you here tonight, we had to figure out what a topic would be. And I just remembered that you're a big Huey Lewis in the news fan. Yeah. So we were going to do something else. I don't even remember what it was now. But I was like, let's just do Huey Lewis. And you're like, oh, great. Perfect. Yeah. I'm, I will. That's, yeah. I love weird, weird music. And I love, I, I've loved Huey Lewis since I was a kid and uh, never, never really stopped. And the, uh, and the catalog's not extensive. Nine studio albums. Mm-hmm. And I think we're only talking about the first seven because yeah. the other two are kind of, they're, uh, they're covers albums, aren't they? Both the last I know two? at least one of them is. I'm not positive about another one. Um, I'll, I'll look later. Yeah. I, think, I, think they, I think the last two are covers albums. Yeah. They, they, they had a, <coughs> a bit of a, uh, a weird career. Yeah, they have. Yeah. It was uh, skyrocketing and then, and then plummeting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll get, it. We'll get into it. We'll that. get into it. Okay. So first up, let's, say, let's, let's uh, tell who these people are. See, Huey Lewis vocals and harmonica mm-hmm. and then this, the classic lineup is chris hayes on lead guitar mm-hmm. johnny cola yeah with, with, I, it, it looks like cola but if you watch videos hey. of huey introducing the band he says cola johnny cola rhythm guitar saxophone do you want me to uh, Im- impress you by going down the lineup without looking i'm not looking 
<laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. All right. So you did, you, you said Huey and did you say Johnny and that's it? Or I said did you? Huey, Chris and Johnny. Okay. And then we got uh, Mario Cipollina on bass. Who's, he got kicked out of Shanana. Is that what happened? <laughs> Which, as as a kid, when I was into them, I was always like, "What is the deal? This bass player? What? Because he seems so out him. of place." He but seems now, so out of place. But now, as an adult, going back, I'm like, "He's kind of the greatest. I love him so much because he's <laughs> always so had, always had the smoke hanging out his mouth." He like, I, and I saw them back in the in like 1988, and like he like wouldn't move on stage. He just stands yeah. still in like a leather suit, sunglasses, cigarette in his mouth. Uh, so anyways, two more people. And then we got Sean Hopper on keyboards mm-hmm. and Bill Gibson on drums. And a lot of these guys don't look like they should be in a band. No, they're kind of just like, like the only guy that guys. really looked rocking to me was Chris Hayes. Yeah. Cause his hair was spiky. He was real skinny and yeah. he's a great guitar player. Yeah. And as a kid, he was the one who, yeah, same. Yeah. Like I thought he was like the cool, cool one. And Huey Lewis has always looked like a 40 year old man. Mm-hmm. Like he never looked young like yeah. even i don't know how old he was when when the self-titled album came out yeah came out, I, i'll find out he was it was came, that came out I in think, 1980 i think he may have already at least been in his 30s or at least close to it because i think you know he had been around for a bit already okay he was born in 1950 and that album came out yeah came out in 19, so, so he was 30 yeah all right but he seemed older than 30 for some mm-hmm. reason no, I think about it because I do that all the time now when I watch old things that like yeah. I watched as a kid when like right. watching like live performances of them and, and just going like, I'm older now than he is there, but he still seems yeah. way older to me. That's like a thing that a meme that people always make. But I saw it again the other day. It was with Lenny Kravitz and it said, Lenny Kravitz is older right now or else the same, maybe the same age as Wilford Brimley was in Cocoon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and just like but that's not doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Wilford Brimley was 80 in Cocoon, wasn't he? No. <laughs> um, I saw them in 82. Oh, wow. Open open for Loverboy. Wow. And they, you Lewis and these were great. They were so great. I mean, they yeah. were, and I've never seen them again, but uh-huh. they were, like, they came out like, oh, we have to really, we have to really prove ourselves. Yeah. We have to really rock. In, in a way, I think, because I think they're like a legitimately great band like everyone in that band is a great player Mm -hmm. and they pretty with the exception of the bass player they all sing and like Mm -hmm. they you know they're a rock band a huge rock band playing that literally became one of the biggest rock bands in the world and then like in the middle of their shows they would all come up front and do an acapella song or two (laughs) and and, and like and it would sound incredible yeah but they they always sound perfect like if you go back and watch some live videos of them they sound flawless. Yeah. Yeah. So we got Huey uh, Lewis in the News from 1980. Self-titled album. It's like a crazy band photo on the front. Yeah. Not, not a great cover. No. It is very... It's a white uh, background and they're just... It's like... I don't know. It's like nothing. It's like... It's yeah, pretty cheesy. Yeah. It's pretty cheesy. And um, what song do you... I'm going to let you start. What's your first tune off of the self-titled album. Uh, the first one I went with, I believe, is actually also the first song uh, called Some of My Lies Are True. It's great. And there's a video for it. It's <laughs> not great. Not great. <laughs> it's, but the song's great.
Great song. It is. That uh, that first record is is a lot different. I think most people haven't heard the no, first record. It's not hard. It's, it's not easy to find. Yeah. You can buy it, you know, digitally. Yeah. But um yeah, it's it's never been one that people know. They might know this song because of MTV. Might. Yeah, it wasn't like a huge hit or there was not no. really any huge hits off this one. Mm-mm, but it, no. and it's yeah, it's a lot more almost like new wavy kind of a bit. Um, yep. Skinny tie yeah, kind of. More like the Elvis Costello thing, mm-hmm. which uh, I know has been said a lot, but I think I think it's it's people get it wrong a lot. I believe Sean Hopper, the keyboard player, plays on the first Elvis Costello yes, record. I, th- I think it's just him. I think a lot of people say it's a lot of the news, but I believe it's only him. Yeah, it's not quite Elvis Costello in the news. Yeah. Uh, what's my first song off of this uh, album? What do I got here? I would have picked that one, obviously, but um, but you you got it. So um, I've got a song called "Don't Make Me Do It." Nice. A girl like you is never wrong. Someone like me can't be too strong. I know you always get your way. This album also lacks production value. It's kind of thin. It's kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. But at the same time, I actually, I don't mind it so much because it, it, it's at least, because um, some of that, you know, 80s stuff sometimes gets a little too 80s here and there. Yeah, and, yeah I know. I and this is still that. kind of like, they probably, I know it came out in 80, but I'm assuming they maybe recorded some of it in 79. Um, so it's got a little bit of that like 70s sound to it kind of to me. It's, um, and like we said, it didn't do anything. Yeah. Like this nowadays, first of all, a 30 year old fronting a, a band of all uh, nerdy white guys <laughs> yeah. wouldn't even get a that record can, deal that can play their instruments, let alone um, having the first album flop basically mm-hmm. and then go, all right, well, what else do you got? I yeah. mean, that's how it was back then. Mm-hmm. Luckily. Yeah. For Huey Lewis and the news. Yeah. Uh, what's your next song? Uh, my next song, I, by the way, you, that was a great choice. I, that would have been one of my others. Uh, the whole album's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, for my other one and, uh, I went with, don't ever tell me that you love me. April Richardson hadn't uh, left for England, uh-huh. she would be here tonight, obviously, because yeah. she's a big fan. That's right, yes. She and I have nerded out on Huey a little bit before. She's disappeared from the face of the earth. She's yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, I see those Fox updates every now yes. and then. Yes, yeah. but no, uh, no Facebook, no Twitter. Yeah. She's gone. Yeah. 
I had to actually tweet at her husband yesterday and say, hey, tell April that we really miss her a lot. And he, and he tweeted back, I'll do it right now. Nice. <laughs> so, She's great. Yeah. She is great. So um, maybe she'll come back in 2020. <laughs> uh, my next song is uh, If You Really Want to Love Me, You'll Let Me. If You Really Want to Love Me, You'll... That doesn't roll off the tongue for me. <laughs> if, you really, if You Really Love Me, You'll Let Me. Oh, that kind of sounds rapey. <laughs> Doesn't it? Now that I do. All right. Times are different. Love me, you'll let me go. There you go. All right, not rapey at all. Everyone's good. <laughs> Everyone's good. I uh, I, I want to add that I was I was torn on uh, on picking Trouble in Paradise because I I feel like uh, that's a good that is a good song that's yeah. on this record. But I I actually there's a a live version that uh, uh, is I have out. that later from okay. uh, the We Are the World album. Yes, and I, I prefer the live version honestly than the studio version. Yeah. I agree with you. So we'll yeah. hear a little bit of that. All one right. In a, Sorry. Sorry to, to give spoilers. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, now, the next album, this is the tour I saw them on. Yes. Picture this. This is my favorite one. Mm-hmm. I love this. This it's is great. so great. And far and away, so much better than the first album. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. But it's, I guess... It's them kind of became, becoming what they became, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And they self-produced this one, too. So maybe yeah. they, they knew something that, I think the guy Bill Schnee, sounds like a made-up name, he produced Schnee. the first album, Schnee. That's right, I think. Yeah, didn't they produce everything themselves after that first record? That's always amazing to me that, that a new artist, the record label says, oh, yeah, go ahead and produce yourself. Yeah. I don't care. Hey, worked out, I guess. Yeah, I guess it worked out. Yeah. So uh, picture this. This is always weird to me too when the singer is on the cover with nothing, just his face up close. Yep. Not a good photo either. No, like, no. And I mean, it's um, try to make him look young. Try to <laughs> airbrush some stuff. I think the band's on the back, but it's um, yeah, like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers or some album covers where Tom Petty's just on yeah, the front. It is a weird move. I guess I I know I don't feel like it's it's a I good would, move. Yeah, I would I would be curious to hear the other. I'd I'd like to hear the news's thoughts. <laughs> They'd probably have a headline or two for us. Hello, news. Terrible. Okay, Tony, what do you got from Picture This? You actually have three songs from Picture This. Uh, Yeah, I had to put a little bonus in. Well, I'll get to that. But uh, I took three songs too that are different from yours because I was having such a hard time choosing. Yeah, I with a lot of these I did because there are a lot of songs I like on all these records. And but I what I will say is is I feel like I also want to defend myself a little bit because I feel like. A lot of my picks are are kind of obvious ones mm-hmm. that were singles, but like, I feel like with this band, like they got the singles right. Like they were singles yeah. because they were the best songs. And some of these ten song albums had six singles. Yeah. So what do you? Am I supposed to choose the other four just because? Yeah, I want to seem cool. Yeah, yeah, the deep tracks are better. Yeah, it's and in the end, so this is this is where that starts for me. So uh, working for a living, come on.
So when Huey Lewis opened for Loverboy, uh, they were working for a living, mm-hmm. and Loverboy was working for the weekend. <laughs> Everyone was working. <laughs> I saw them at the Johnstown War Memorial. That place was a pit. <laughs> Is that back in uh, Pennsylvania? That's in Johnstown, PA. All right. Uh, my first song from Picture This is Change of Heart. I know it happens almost every time. I also know that nothing lasts forever. So now you want to go and change your mind. Forget about the time we spent together. Do you think that I'll shoot myself? When you tell me that it's over, you say you've had a change of heart. You better think it over, baby. Cause if you ever change your mind, Yeah, the production's just so much better. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's full. It's a little thicker for sure. And that song's kind of that song almost reminds. It's, it's kind of like a bridge between that uh, that first record and this one. I yeah. feel like it's 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 like somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. of both. Yeah, yeah, I like that one a lot. It's a good one. Uh, what's next for you? Uh, I you know again the obvious choice, but I think this might literally be one of my my favorite uh, Huey Lewis songs of all of them. Uh, Do you believe in love? Written by Robert John Mutt Lang. That's right. Producer. Famous producer. But co-written, right? He didn't completely write it. Didn't they write it with him? Or am uh, I wrong about he, that? He, according to Wikipedia, this is, this is, he wrote this by himself. Oh, all right. Mutt Lang. There we right. go. What a great so pop just, song. It really is. And those backing <laughs> vocals right. are so good. They just they don't even sound human. They sound too <laughs> perfect. And that's like yeah, it's not auto-tune. No, it's those not. are just guys. No, it's the guy one guy's not even singing. <laughs> it's that's just five of the six guys. <laughs> Mario ain't doing nothing. Nope. Smoking. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's still with us. He is, I believe, yeah. He's not in the band anymore, but uh, No, I think though the the band right now does have Huey and Th- Three of the original guys are in it. Yeah, it's uh, Huey, 
Bill, the drummer, is still there. Sean, the keyboard player, is still there. Johnny is still there. Yeah, I, I believe that's. Yep, the, that's it. And then, yeah. and then whoever's on guitar now. Yeah, and a different bass player. And then they like have like some touring horn guys now that I think they officially consider part of the band. Gotcha. Which they used to always so much have the uh, Tower Power horns mm-hmm. touring with them. And when I saw them, they had them. That's nice. Awesome. And by the way, on the picture, this note too. There is, uh, if anybody wants to nerd out, on YouTube there is a. It's about an hour-long concert that was shown on MTV's. Just Google like Huey Lewis live MTV show or something, and uh, it's so good. It's because it's from this. So yeah, it's like, I mean that's that's when I saw them. Yeah, yeah. And the same thing when they do uh, working for a living, they have Tower Power playing with them, and it's it's so good. And they would do this thing where um, it would be Huey and Chris and I don't know who the other guy was, but they would do, they would like do this like back and forth mm-hmm. dance during uh, working for a living. I can't. I did it for Tony. He's impressed. I, I got you. But, um, my next song is hope you love me like you say you do i pick these real long song titles that i can't read (laughs) a lot of love in all these titles too i know what does a girl like you seeing a man like me just cause i love you baby don't think i'll be just what you want me to be That's one that I believe kind of stayed a, a little bit of a live staple after uh, after this record, which I feel like it was only kind of the singles, and I yeah. don't think that was a single, to my knowledge. Um, I'm not sure if it was or not. Yeah. Is is Huey back singing right now? Because I'm not sure what, some, where that's having some vocal problems. But uh, uh, it was it was. Uh, hearing issues. It was actually. hearing was what yes. it was. Oh, okay. I forget what it's called, uh, but it was some sort of disease that uh, was affecting his hearing. Was it de- deafness? Is it deafness? <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> it was something along the lines of that he could hear things, but there was cauliflower, cauliflower ear. There you go. That's it. What were you going to say? Is it mid? Uh, I, Meniere's disease or something Meniere's. like that. And that it, sounds like a lovely restaurant in France. <laughs> right. We have to go to Meniere's. But what, I, what I've heard is the description is something along the lines of, like, he can still hear, but there's something that, like, he can't find notes, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's a, something that could go away, but it also might not. So, uh, yeah, I don't All know right. where that stands now. I also may have gotten every bit of that wrong. <laughs> but We're not experts. We, yeah. just, we just like the music. Yeah. We don't know everything about them. What am I, an ear, ear nose, and throat yeah. guy? Come on. No. You beat things for a living. Exactly. I don't know anything. <laughs> you want to play your next one? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I put... I do genuinely like this song, but I just wanted to add it because I, this was a song that I revisited as an adult and there is just such a ridiculous moment in this song that made me laugh so hard when I revisited it the first time that I just wanted to play it. We're going to hear it, right? Yeah. The song is called Tattoo, and then in parentheses, Oh, oh right. Giving it all up for love. Yeah, I forgot it. It was also called Tattoo. This was written by Phil Linnett of Thin Lizzy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Huey were friends. Yeah. Here we go. Huey toured with them some back yep. in the day. 
Why? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> now that's a moment where maybe the label should have said, uh, maybe, maybe a producer on this song. <laughs> but I like the song. Yeah, I like it too. It's a great song. I'm but I just don't know why that moment happens. I'm going to play Phil's version. Oh. This is from his solo album from 1980, Solo and Soho. I didn't know that. I didn't know there was a recording. Yeah. That's great. Official. It was on this album. I'm so excited right now. I'm just taking it from the top. I bet that's Huey on. I bet Might that's be. Yeah. She comes home at 5.30. And though the clothes are never dirty. Just made my day, Pat. I had no idea this existed. Enjoy it. She likes to keep her name She's giving it all up for love She's giving it all up for love She's giving it all up for love Yeah. I'm so glad to know that exists. I like when they say tattoo in there. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there's some tasty drums in here. Yeah. That is uh that was uh Mr. Lewis on harmonica. Oh yeah? I looked it up. I looked it up. That's awesome. Cool. I'm glad I did. That's fun. Yeah. Um, I had another one, too, off a picture of this. Uh, The Only One. Then we've literally played almost the whole picture of this album. (laughs) He was always the toughest kid, but he never meant no harm. But looking back, I can see his face was tapped. I like a story song. Mm-hmm. More tattoo talk. Yeah, a lot of tattoos. Either love or tattoos. Or both. The News is not a tattoo band. He dies at the end of the song, right? I don't know. I think he does. Hold on. We'll find it. Good chorus. I think he dies at the end. I might I might have gone too far. Past it. He's already dead. He might be dead right now. This is at the funeral. <laughs> Very disrespectful. And then with their <laughs> instruments, a guitar solo at the funeral. <laughs> Mr. Hayes, please. Okay, here we go. Here we go. In the middle of the freeway. Oh yeah, oh. he's dead. Here we go. He's definitely dead, Tony. I'm so sorry. I heard about the accident. <laughs> There's not much left to say. 
Man, oh. I don't remember this part. Wandered out in the middle of the freeway. It must have happened right away. Okay, he rhymed way with way. I don't know. What a shame it was. Now that it's all said and done. And it may sound strange. What, what, if the, what if that song made you cry? <laughs> what if you're like, it chokes me up a little bit. <laughs> I was like, I didn't really remember that one. And uh, uh, in the hearing of like the chorus, I'm like, yeah. And then you played that last part. I'm like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> that last part ruins it. It really ruins it. All right. We're moving on to now. I want to see if I can find out what the, the album sales were. Picture this, picture this goes gold mm-hmm. in the U.S., which is good. Yeah. You know, that's strong. Especially considering what that first one did. Yeah. yeah. And then the next album goes seven times platinum. Monster. How does that happen? It's so crazy. Sports. Like, yeah. And by the way, the album is called Sports. It's called Sports. Which I think is so hilarious. Like, I think Lunkheads might have just bought it because, like, hey, man, this guy's <laughs> like sports. I like sports. Um, again, Yui, <laughs> the cover's not great because Yui's like, Yui's like right up front. Yeah. It's like he's it, superimposed. It's like yeah. he's not in that photo. Yeah. It, it, at least the other band members are in they it. They are. But if like if Yui, here's how he's not in that photo. If he was in focus, the rest of the photo would be out of focus. Right. Because he's so yeah. far up in the, in the thing. Yeah. The, like the, the band is actually just like a backdrop. Yeah. And, the, and yeah. I think the bass player is behind the bar. Yes, I think he he's is. tendon bar, <laughs> which might be what he does now. <laughs> Maybe so. Um, <laughs> All right, uh, you, this is a gigantic, this is such yeah. a big album. This is where it gets like especially hard, because this, this record was a monster. And again, I think it's nine songs on the record, and see. I think six were singles. Yeah, the problem is, this album is so overplayed that I, I almost still can't listen to it sometimes. Really? Yeah. It's, I, I understand like, that. Like, picture but, this wasn't yeah. like that, so right. I can still... Pull that out, yeah, and uh, listen to uh, Johnny get killed in a car accident. Uh, okay, so what do you got first uh, from sports? Uh, yeah. Seven times platinum again. It was it was tough. Uh, so many good ones, but uh, I went with Heart and Soul. Good tune. huge song but i feel like maybe this is one of the ones that like you, you don't hear it like you'll hear some of the other hits more right. than you hear this that one still. yeah it, it definitely let me see where yeah. heart and soul went to number eight in the u.s yeah yeah it went one two three four five five big singles Okay. There were six, but five charted. Yes. Was was the other walking on a thin line? Was that the like kind of the single that didn't? finally found a home? Didn't, really? Didn't chart. Walking on a thin line at number eighteen, and then uh, Heart and Soul number eight. Want a new drug? Six. Heart of Rock and Roll six. If this is it, six. I would have thought that there was a number one out of those. Yeah. 
I would too. Yeah. But still, that's that that's is impressive. Impre- that's an impressive for run. a nine-song record. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. Yeah. Uh, speaking of walking on a thin line, I have it. I like that one. That's a great one. Here we go. This was written by outside writers, too. This is not a, an original. I didn't realize that either. I uh, knew it was about Vietnam. Yeah. That's the one thing I knew about the writing of that song. Andre Pessis and Kevin Wells are the writers on that. Interesting. Yeah, there's nine songs and two of them. Well, one's a Honky Tonk Blues is a Hank Williams song. Yeah. That, that closes out the album. Yeah. That's probably usually, I probably didn't listen to that one. Yeah. I probably stopped after number yeah. eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. you don't. You don't need that one. Uh, no, that's yeah. not my. That's not my cup of tea. No, me neither. As, as Paul F. Tompkins would say, actually makes me hate tea. <laughs> it's one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, we're back to Tony. Uh, boy, this one again. It was hard, but like this one felt like one I had to go with. Uh, this is like just makes me think of being a kid watching a lot of MTV. Yeah. If this is it. How long would you sit and watch MTV? Oh, hours. It was insane. Yeah. I can't even, if you didn't live when MTV was a music channel, you don't know what we're talking about. And it's very difficult to explain it to people that it was Mm -hmm. just videos, 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 maybe a concert, maybe an in-studio interview with someone. These VJs would just introduce the video mm-hmm. coming up at the top of the hour. We're gonna, you know, love touch by Rod Stewart, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, you would just you and you would wait, yeah, because you wanted to see a band that you like their video come on. Mm-hmm. And, and then I when they would world premiere stuff coming up, oh yeah, the world premiere of the new Huey Lewis and the News video. If this is it. great tune so good 
Also, this is the this is a band that the videos were so overpowering in my memory mm -hmm. that it's hard to not see them. Yep. When I hear this music, picture in that red shirt, he's yep. got that red, like red. polo shirt kind of. Yeah, that was yep. his look, man, like uh -huh. a black jean and a, and a polo shirt. <laughs> That's a rock star back then. <laughs> yep. Look at that dude; he's a rock star. Uh huh. Um, where are we at? Oh, okay. I went with another uh, non-hit, not to be cool, but uh, uh. I do like you. Crack me up. That's interesting. You really, man. really do. the other ones were so played to death that I gravitated to this one because yeah. it's you know it's fast it's you know it's the be it's definitely the best of the non-hits not yes. that there's that many to choose from but no. uh, as far as those go that is the best one and you know you know that this album was successful because it was three years until they did another album yeah they were 80 82 83 and then 86 yeah it's it's uh it's crazy it was hard for me to yeah again hard to pick because there's a, they're all good i i want a new drug i was real close to picking that but uh yeah were you uh and then uh, you know i want i want a new duck <laughs> our friend weird al yankovic uh -huh. that one out uh-huh which uh, you know also lifelong weird al fan and it seems like you know, that's like the perfect uh, thing for me, yeah. but uh, not my favorite of the Weird Al no. uh, catalog. Do you have a favorite Weird Al song? Like right off the top of your head, can you pull one? Uh, it's a weird one. Let me hear it. But I do really like Hardware Store. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I love him, but I, 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 I like when the, like, the original songs he does a lot. Yeah. And that, that's one of those where it's, uh, and it's just like the... Uh, the vocals on that song are incredible. The vocal arrangement, there's just so many crazy harmonies and just overlapping. I don't even things. know if I know that one. I'm going to have to go listen it's, to it's it and find that one. What album is that off of? It is on... Oh, man, now I'm spacing. Maybe Poodle Hat? <laughs> Let me see if I have it. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely from the 2000s, but I'm spacing It's now. from Poodle Hat. Okay, yeah. Yeah, my... um. My iTunes catalog log is pretty fast. Let me see what we have. I, I would skip a little ways into it. It's all about the chorus, which I don't... Yeah, here we go. Listen to this vocal arrangement in this chorus here. Here we go. It's insane. I love that you had one though. Yeah. You, What's yours? This is mine. And you're a huge Star Wars guy. Yeah. This is this is up there too. 
it bubbles all the time like a giant carbonated soda. Yeah, when I first heard this, I'm like, that is genius. Mm-hmm. I remember my parents taping him playing this on Johnny Carson and showing it to me the next day. <laughs> That's so great. Was he dressed as a Jedi? I don't think so. I think he was just in his normal Hawaiian shirt gear. It's Yoda, by the way, people. <laughs> that song is we're wondering. has really, like, I mean, it's, it's been around forever for me, but uh, it's really, like, came to prominence a lot in the last, like, two years for me. I have performed that song in various different... You have? Uh, yes, in various different ways, uh, one of which included Weird Al and a bunch of other people. Wow. But, uh, yeah, and I just played it again last weekend. Uh, Jonah Ray just put out his... Uh, album is ep of like mm-hmm. punk versions of weird owl songs uh, and, is that weird owl approved uh yes uh and uh but yeah they're not like just straight up covered they're like he literally they like, just wrote different songs but then put weird mm-hmm. owl lyrics to them gotcha and yoda is not on the ep but we did it at the uh release show that we just played but anyways getting off track sorry no it's fine <laughs> i like getting off track sometimes by the way uh i said that there wasn't an album for three years but there were songs Mm-hmm. including their number one single. Yeah, maybe the biggest. Yep, from a, from a movie that maybe, from a movie that my parents walked out of. I'll tell you that story in a minute, Teddy. <laughs> Still fun. It's still great to hear. Yeah. And then I'll play the. Was this at the end credits? Back in time. I believe this? it's in the. But it does. Uh, there is a point when Marty's alarm clock goes oh. off, and it's playing on his alarm Marty. clock. Marty. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Doc. Is that? Definitely not as good as Power of Love. I but still like it a I lot. I like though. it too, but. Oh, 1999. <laughs> Seemed like so far away. All I wanted to do was play my guitar and sing. So take me away. I don't mind. But you better promise me I'll be back in time. The kind of double meaning there for back in time. Yes. Yeah. And even the title Back to the Future is so... It's really cool. It's really like a great title, a perfect title for a movie. Yeah. Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Love it. So here's why my parents walked out. <laughs> Everyone is seeing Back to the Future in, in 1985. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Biggest movie. Everyone's going. So my parents decide they'll go. Now, 1985 was how many years ago? 34 years ago. 34 years ago? Jesus, that sucks, doesn't my it? Parents are, <laughs> my parents are, are you good with math? My parents are 82 now. So how old were they then? Uh, 82 minus 34. I mean, I do have a calculator in my how, how, how bad is that that that's <laughs> what we have to do for this? I, I mean, I never claimed I was good at math. They were 48. Okay, there you go. Okay, so my parents were 48 years old, okay? Mm-hmm. That's seven years younger than I am right now. Mm-hmm. All right? So they should have been... 
they could see Back to the Future. Yeah. They come home. I go, I thought you went to see Back to the Future. Oh, we did. I go, look, it's, what are you, what are you doing home so early? They're like, oh, we left. I'm like, what, what? And I'm just like dumbfounded. I'm like, literally, I'm like, why did you leave Back to the Future? So I would have been 21 then. I'm like, why did you leave Back You had to- already seen it at this point. Oh, I yeah, I probably okay. saw it a couple times. Yeah. Uh, I probably know who I can probably remember who the people I saw it with. Yeah. Uh, I said, why did you leave back the future? And my mom goes, Oh, he goes back in time and <laughs> he falls in love with his mother. That could never happen. <laughs> That's what she said. That could never happen. Oh, the time machine movie could never happen. Also, how doesn't much? fall in love with his mother. No. Well, that's my mom, though. She gets everything wrong. And how little joy do you have in your life that you can't enjoy this fable, this fairy tale? Plus, my parents grew they grew up in the 50s, so they would, you know, yeah. you think they would have liked? Unbelievable. And that is a movie that, like, it's very rare to find someone that did not enjoy that movie. That is a, that is a pretty alone universally loved movie. Walked out on it? Walked yeah. out of it. Yeah. That's, oh that's impressive. That's that's my that's that's how I grew up. <laughs> I'm not sure if uh, I'm not sure if the and, I'm, and I don't feel like looking it up, but I'm not sure which came out first: the Back to the Future songs or the We Are the World soundtrack I, I, album. That's a good question. I'm not sure. I, th- I think I think We Are the World came out afterwards, and because of uh, Huey Lewis, they were still hot. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, this is the live version of Trouble in Paradise, uh, a song that appears on the first album. So he was uh, he was at the We Are the World session, right? He was. In oh there, yeah. Right? There's a. Uh, That's another bite in the ass for the band. Yeah, they're uh, not they're, there. No, they are there. Are they? Yeah, they are. All right, you would know. Yeah. Uh, there's that's another given more uh, homework for people. Another YouTube thing to look up uh, is like the We Are the World uh, kind of outtakes or something. There's a there's a great like five to ten minute clip of that section of We Are the World. Uh, them rehearsing with uh, Huey, Cindy Lauper, and is it Kim Karn? Yes, is I that? think so. In that little section right there, and it's them running that part and like oh, trying to cool. get it right. And it's it's so fun to watch the all these and and like Michael Jackson's just kind of like hanging out in the background and like chiming in here and there. And like you see Daryl Hall and Kenny Loggins just like sitting on a step behind them, just <laughs> hanging out and just seeing all these huge people. Just Dan Aykroyd got in there somehow, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> How are you, Dan? I'm not Dan. I'm Elwood Blues. Uh, let him in. Let him in. Put him in the back, though. Uh, okay, so here we go for another sports reference. Yep. And also the fourth record. Fourth but record, spelled, but spelled, spelled like as, four. Yeah. And uh, two, three guys get on the cover. Well, and then the rest were on the back On cover. the back. Because it was like it one big photo. But it wasn't but. a gatefold. Was it not? It's I don't not. Remember. I, don't I had remember it on cassette. Being, I don't so I remember, remember being a gatefold, which is weird because then, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think, 
maybe the I can't remember now. Did the cassette show the full photo? I think photo? the cassette showed the full photo. Okay. Yeah, cuz cuz you would see it uh, horizontally. Yeah. Like a widescreen movie. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the album that it wasn't a gatefold was uh, very strange to me. It is weird, yeah. But uh, yeah, this record also not as huge, but still pretty huge. A lot let me of hits see. On let me see. What we got uh, yeah, three times platinum. It's hard to follow up. I mean, yeah. the seven times platinum. Only you know, only Def Leppard and Bon Jovi have done it. I well, think. Well, and they followed the seven times platinum record with their first number one single. Then, well, that's you know, true too. too. Like, that's so true too. Of, you're right. But no, no, I'm not saying that as in you're wrong. I'm you're, just saying you're like, right, Tony. <laughs> I just mean as like. They just were massive at yeah. this point, and like, yeah, to put out that next record, like, it still was huge. But and, yeah, and they do get uh, there's t- there's two number ones off this album. Let's see, stuck with you, yeah, and the other one is is I. It's like you won't guess it. I don't think Jacob's Ladder. Yeah, I it almost picked seem, Jacob's Ladder. I did pick it, and it doesn't seem like that's a that's a. No, I mean, it's a great song, but it doesn't. Yeah feel like a single the way the other songs feel like yeah singles. it didn't it doesn't again kind of like uh, i was saying about heart and soul like it doesn't seem to have right. like the staying power like you don't hear it on, on yeah. like hip to be square went to number three you would have thought that was number one and yeah. jacob's ladder was number yeah three. i would agree all right here's stuck with you from tony's list Turned seriously into a seven syllable word, by the way. We thought about giving up, giving up. We could never stay away. We thought about breaking up. Now we know it's much too late. And it's no Wikipedia tells me that the European, Australian, and Japanese versions had the power of love slotted in at the number eight track on this album. Oh, really? As a, as a bonus, I guess. It is uh, kind of surprising that. Uh, it, well, I guess that wasn't happening as much. No, when you of, when you did that's when you when a song was on a soundtrack, you had to buy the soundtrack yeah. or the single to get that song. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of cool though. That'd be a, that'd be another since that was the first number one hit. Uh, power of love that is yeah so that would be that'd be like a fun uh, trivia question of like what what bands biggest hits or first number ones were from a soundtrack in yeah. one of their albums yeah I bet a lot I bet there's a lot yeah I was trying to think I know at least uh, Aerosmith right don't want to miss yeah, a thing yeah definitely that was their first yeah. number one after all those years I just realized Bill Gibson he couldn't go by Billy Gibson because that's the guy in uh, ZZ Top isn't it isn't that Billy Gibbons I'm dumb <laughs> Well, you do host a music podcast now, so. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just me. Mm. Uh, no one else in this room. No one does. else. Mm. No one else in the world. Nope. Uh, damn, I'm mad. But I'm not going to edit that out either. <laughs> I will not edit that out. Okay. It's, right. it's, a, it's a common mistake. I'm sure it happens all the time. Nah, I doubt it. Okay. Jacob's Ladder. Great song. Written by, written by Bruce Hornsby. Hey, I forgot they were friends, yeah. And John Hornsby. Probably a relative. 
Probably. It is a great song, but it still doesn't feel like a single to me. It opens the album, and that feels like a good slot for that. Yeah. But it still doesn't have like a, I don't know. I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. I I, I, I like it a lot, but yeah, it, it, I, I get you. Because uh, the other singles have so much of, what do I, what do I want to say? I don't want to say tricks, but you know what I mean. They have, everything's just, you know, perfect kind yeah. of. To oh, be a single. Yeah. I remember a weird thing about that with... Uh, the video for that song was just a live performance. Like yeah. it was like a, like the audio and everything is live. Yeah. And, and but they were so damn good live mm-hmm. that you almost couldn't tell. The only reason you could tell kind of was because the intro was longer. Mm-hmm. I remember it's just the band, and then that verse starts and it's just instrumental. And Huey just like casually walks out on stage, and the crowd goes nuts. Ooh, and, polo yeah. shirt. <laughs> the uh, when um, some of the vi- videos back then. Some of the artists were not great at lip syncing to yeah. their own track. Like Dancing in the Dark is Bruce's lip syncing that. It's not that, not real good. <laughs> it's been a bit. I'll have to revisit that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. You've got, uh, you've got Hip to Be Square. This video was cool because they, they had like a fisheye yeah. camera. It was kind of frenetic. Yeah, it was, it was weird. It was good though. Yeah. Here we go. find this song to be somehow like super dorky and awesome at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. songs in this have outside writers really yeah man i guess i've not paid attention enough to the writers on a lot of these songs i guess um i guess when you're getting that producer money you might not care that much about writing all the songs yourself you know what i mean yeah i don't know it's 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 interesting because they i mean it's produced by huey lewis and the news so they must have all had shared producer credit money yeah. Right. So that um, seven million albums. That's. I'm sure that uh, who's the bass player? Mario Cipollina. Cipollina. I'm sure he's fine. Tendon Bar now. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. Uh, you would hope so, though, right? You would hope. I would sure hope so, because is they, they? Yeah, they were. They're again a point of the eighties. Yeah. They were the biggest band. I chose. Uh, I chose. I never walk alone. Is my. Ah, uh, it's a good one. Yeah. Real good one.
like a feel-good friendship song. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I think the uh, this one, I think as as a whole, maybe uh, the more I think about it, I, this might be the one that uh, like has the most, like even the the deep. They're my favorite deep cuts on okay. this record. I think. Yeah, that one was written by a guy named Reed Nielsen. I don't know who Reed Nielsen is, but hmm. uh, from the uh, Nielsen family. From the Nielsen of, family. Yeah. Good job, Reed. <laughs> All right, now, now that the, one, the next album. Well, before before that, real quick, I just want to say this: this no, was the era. On. This no. was the era that I saw them. Oh, okay. And uh, I saw them. Uh, I would have been. I think I was ten. They must have been at an arena headlining. Yeah, right? it was at because uh, I I grew up in Michigan originally, right on the state line of Indiana. We lived near Notre Dame, so I saw them play at Notre Dame. Nice. And uh, at the like arena at the at on the campus. And uh, yeah, nineteen eighty eight. Jam. Huge. Uh, and then uh, and it was great. And for the encore, uh, randomly. John Fogarty was in town and joined them on stage for How a song. How does that happen? Apparently, I found out uh, later that he, John Fogarty's wife, at least at the time, I don't know if they're still married. They but are still married from that area. Apparently, yeah, they are still married. Like they're they're like um, they're, what do I want to say? One of the longest um, rock and roll marriages. Yeah, they've wow. been together for a long, 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 long time. All right, yeah, there you go. From the South Bend, Indiana area, there you go. All right, uh, small world. Yeah, this is when it starts to decline. This is not good. I mean, it's, it's got some okay stuff on here. I this. really, I only picked one. I really, <laughs> seriously, I'm just like, I was like, oh boy. Yeah. I like, I don't mind this album cover though. Huey throwing up a small, tiny globe. Once again, just Huey though. Just Huey though. What's, yeah. what's a, they went from band being on the cover and uh-huh. now we're back to Huey again. Yeah. Wow, I mean, what's the? How do they? I don't know. And then this is this is when they start declining, you know, sales wise and success wise. Back to you know, and it's just Huey yeah. on the cover. And, and you know what? I, I mean, it went platinum, but I don't. Did it still go platinum? It I'm did. surprised, actually. Gold in the UK, which Again, I don't know what that means numbers wise. A, yeah, and it was a different time. In the US went to number eleven after having two number one albums. Just went to number eleven. Still good. Yeah, you get a number eleven album. That's you can't complain about that. No. Most people would be thrilled for that. And it says the song... Did you pick Perfect World? I did. It it goes to number three in the US. Yeah, this was a little bit of a hit. Definitely not to the level of of the previous records, but... uh, And I do like this. Like, this one... I'm, I'm cool with this one. All right, here we go. Perfect World. like this change here yeah i like this song but you picked it so i couldn't pick <laughs> i'm sorry again it was a tough record outside writer on that song alex call hmm man they wrote 
so much less than I realized. <laughs> what song did I pick? Uh, this was written by uh, a couple band members with a guy named Jeffrey Palmer. Uh, this is really the only, I mean, I like Perfect World, and then this is really the only other song I like. It's called uh, Walking with the Kid. Yeah, I remember this one. Going out on Sunday afternoon. It reminds me of a picture of this a little bit. Yeah, that album. Again, it's kind of a story song. I'm a sucker for those for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to Bill Gibson, the drummer. He's a very underrated, very subtle drummer. Like, I feel like the average person hears these songs and do- doesn't really think twice of the drums. But if you really focus, he just does a lot of, like, really nice little subtle things that I really like. And again, the, the band doesn't look like they It looks like a band that, like... Like uh, you go to a you go to a like I go to a high school event and some of the dads are playing. Oh yeah, some especially dad, him. I think yeah, some of the, the dads the, have like eighties glasses yeah. and yeah, spikes the hair a little bit, but it's <laughs> but mullety. But yep. yeah, it's, oh yeah. So uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just so funny. But those guys, you know, sold upwards of probably fifteen million albums easily. Yeah. Okay, your next tune is my next. Yeah, again, this this is when things. Even as a as a young kid listening to this, I was not as into this record. But yeah. th- this one, uh, for some reason, I, I always found this song kind of fun. And uh, this is called "Old Antones." Yeah. I'm all right with that. Yeah. And again, given it's slim pickings on this album. So yeah. it's uh so that one, yeah, that one passes a muster for me. What uh hard at play. Yeah, this, it gets even tougher now. See, I like this one better than really? Small World. I do. Interesting. I had a hard time with this one. All right. I, I forced myself to pick a second <laughs> one on this one. And it was and I'll I'll we'll get there. All right. Well you took uh what's your well let's see, let's let me get some uh six dude. This goes gold. The, really? 1991, the people have not given up yet. Interesting. Yeah, they made it into the 90s. They've, um, they've, yep, with a gold album. That's Im- I would not have guessed that, once again. But uh, this, uh, the first one I picked, like it was it was a hit. 
Um, but yeah, again, not not to that level of of other songs. Do we? Uh, you have some info there. So yeah, my, the first one I picked was "Couple Days Off." How high did this go? Let me find out. Let me look it up on the singles. Yeah, I think this may this might be the only hit on this record. I think went, went to number eleven. I mean, that's not shabby at all. No, I mean, especially like, let's see what what. Uh, one of the songs I'm going to play is is uh, it's a, in the top forty. It's in the top twenty five, actually. Okay, yeah, because like you also got to keep in mind that I'm not positive the cross was happening at this time. But if it's not crossing over, we're about knock. We're knocking on Nirvana's door oh, right now. If sure. we're not already crossed, you know. Sure. Let me so see the fact this, that it went that high. Let me see when it came out. Uh, well, this came out in January of ninety one. Okay, so yeah, Nevermind would not have been out yet. Yeah. Let me see, is it still the, is it still the same lineup? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yep, yeah. everyone's there. They bring, uh, from the first album, they bring Bill Schnee back in to help ah. with the, you know, they go, you know what we need, Bill? We need to sound like uh, an amateur unit again. <laughs> so could you bring that back to us? <laughs> All right, you got a couple days off. Yeah. Oh, baby, just can't wait. Very like uh, opening credits of a movie song, even though I don't think it was. It even sounds like an 80s comedy movie title. A couple days off. Yeah. Oh, they're getting some trouble. I bet. (laughs) Shenanigans. That was written so the uh, the audience could yell that out (laughs) with you, but they never did because they probably uh, played very small venues. Uh, this now I went with uh, I went with the other song went to number twenty one the other hit it hit me like a hammer oh right co written with Mutt Lang and Mr Lewis I forgot about this I thought this was on Small World I don't like to worry about no one seems to have the traditional Huey Lewis in the news elements yeah. This album, five of the eleven are outside writers. Wow! So again, just under half of the songs yeah. have been written by outside writers. I'm not against it. I'm just, no, I'm just telling you. Yeah, I like this. This is the kind of information that I thrive on. Now, the next song, I'm not going to tell the title, but your next song uh, was co-written with Nick Lowe. Really? Yeah. Uh, Hayes, Lewis, yeah, and Nick Lowe. I did not do research on this, and I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say right up front, I did not pick this song because I thought it was good. You picked it because you had to pick another one. And uh, well, and I thought like, I didn't remember this song. I was just kind of skimming through, mm-hmm. and I was like seeing if any of them like rung a bell. And this one, I was just like, what is this? 
<laughs> well, here we go. Do you love me or what? Oh. This, this doesn't sound like Nick Lowe or Huey Lewis. No. It sounds like this sounds like, like bad Oingo Boingo or something. Yeah, this is like this would be in like Weekend at Bernie's five <laughs> somewhere in a just montage. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, just I, this is just again this makes sense of like this is when things were declining and it's like big time. What was what was happening here? I do like the album cover though. It's the band jamming, but I think is Huey the only one you can see though. Yeah, I don't think you can see all of them. Of course not. Well, <laughs> then he gets all the blame for this one. <laughs> you see what I got? Uh, what was the other one I picked? Because I had to go through just like you, and I'm like, oh, let me see what. It, uh, so the song's called uh, "Best of Me," written by Bonnie Hayes, Kevin Hayes, and Annie Stocking. I don't know who any of those people are. I don't even remember what the song sounds like, but I think <laughs> let's see what it is. I've been trying to forget you down since you put me down. I can't get working on the same thing too. All over this town, but we ended that I feel like these last two records are like where they start kind of sounding like what they look like. <laughs> yes. Yes. You will see. You know you always get the best of me. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. They weren't really hard at play. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's uh I, I have I have a couple more I have a couple more songs, but I just wanna I wanna say the next I don't have a song off the next studio album, which was in two thousand one. It's crazy. So ten years. Ten years. And by that time, it was just Lewis, uh, Cola, Gibson, and Hayes. Uh, oh no, and Sean Harper. Hopper. Ha. Oh. Oh. Wait, no, uh, wasn't there's a record before this, isn't there? The covers album. Uh, uh, time flies. The best. No, the covers album comes four chords and several years ago or whatever it's called. Oh. Isn't that from like ninety four? Oh yeah, or something? yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, this came out in ninety four. Four chords and several years ago. For some reason, I thought this was like a live album, but no, it's a covers album. Which I think there was a yeah. pseudo hit on this. I don't know how much of a hit it see. was, but I think uh, what um, I know we don't have it dun, to play. Dun, it. Uh, it's all right. Or is it called just "It's All Right"? Which is funny because they also cover later, but it's all right. Um, she's some kind of wonderful. She's some kind of wonderful. Mm-hmm. Went to number forty-four. Really? So if that's a hit for you, then okay. <laughs> Top 50. <laughs> then the next one they released was called But It's All Right. That yes, went to that's fi- what I was thinking. 54. Of. Okay. I would have guessed that was the And then sense. Little Bitty Pretty One. Boo. <laughs> Didn't chart. <laughs> All right. And then after that was uh, Time Flies, The Best Of. And I guess they had a, a brand, a couple, uh, one new song on that, which was called 100 Years From Now. We don't know. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, and then they had an album called... Uh, in 2010, they had an album called Soulsville, and I picked this song just because it was on the Bruce Willis album. It was the the hit oh, from the man. Bruce Willis album. This is this is a uh, respect the, yourself. The news doing respect yourself. If you disrespect everybody that you run into. 2010, though, the voice still sounds good. Yeah. Word, do you think anybody's supposed to 
Everybody is. Uh, well, thank you for being. I, I do have a play out. Uh, I'll play. Uh, well, I'll let you know when I when we're going to play it out. All right. But um, all right. So let's do it again. We got a uh, Motion City soundtrack tour happening in twenty twenty. Yes. yes, correct. That is. And then I predict after that maybe new music. You know, we're 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 open minded at this point. There's I'm just no trying to there's get no an ex- official, I'm trying to get an exclusive. There's no official plans for anything, but we're all kind of like. We'll, we'll we'll see. Yeah, you guys get along, maybe get along, babe, and getting along. You know, hey, why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not call up Rick Ocasek again? Get him to yeah, come that, in. Yeah, that won't happen. <laughs> get him to come in and uh, just uh, tweak your demo. <laughs> you remember? Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember. <laughs> uh, and then we got the. But your 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 number one project right now is a Bizarre Albums podcast. That's that's my baby at the moment. Yeah. And you're also drumming for. Uh, for your lovely wife's band, Tiny Stills. Yeah, there's a and there's a brand new Tiny Stills song that is out now on all the streaming things, and then we have a that's from a split EP that's coming out uh, toward the end of September. But the first song from that is available now if you do the streaming thing. Uh, so yeah, there's a new Tiny Stills song. What's this song called? It's called Oh Boy, I'm Gonna Butcher It because uh, it's actually a cover of of. So the split is with a band called Odd Robot, and we did a thing where we each covered one of each other's songs, okay. and then we each did an original song. And this that's out now is is called Schadenfreude. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. And it's a cover of their song. Lots of rock solid fans, big fans of Tiny Steels. Now. That's awesome. Yeah, they really, they, they really, seriously. I'm That's not, great. I'm not even making that up. That's great. Um, I love you. this. The single cover for this that I'm seeing on iTunes, it's kind of like uh, the $6 million man when they had the robot people on mm-hmm. and their, the front of their face would get cut off and then their head would be this much bigger because they had the apparatus on the, right. the makeup would make them. Anyway. <laughs> but so um, are th- they call this something now when people... I do your song and you're going to do my song. What's it? Is there a name? Isn't there a name for uh, it? I don't know. Not that I know. We're just calling this a, a split EP. That's what it's called. Yeah. It's, a, it's a split. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that's what the so, kids were calling it. No? I'm sure. All right. The, uh, that so sounds yeah, good, that, though. Yeah, so that one's out now. Uh, the rest of it comes out. I want to say I should know this off the top of my head, but I don't. I think it's September 21st or something in that ballpark. Late September, we'll say that. Well, you can go buy that song right now on iTunes. On, yes. Uh, Tiny Still Schadenfreuden. Something like that. I sure. I, I think I might have said it right. And uh, and then also, I'll just throw this out too. I also play drums uh, with Don't Stop or We'll Die. And we have a bunch of uh, tour dates coming up. Uh, I'm going to be in... This is coming out next week, right? Uh, this is going to drop... I'm going to drop this as a bonus episode on Monday. Okay. Yeah. So very soon. Uh, on, 
September 12th, we're playing in Brooklyn, and then 13th and 14th in Philly, and then we also have some dates coming up in October in Chicago, November in Portland and Seattle. Uh, so come uh, watch me play some very dumb, silly songs. I've seen Tony play drums live, and I'm not kidding. He's an amazing live drummer. You're very in the kind. studio, not so great, but an amazing. <laughs> no, you were, yeah, I was. Uh, I was blown away. I thought you were really amazing. I, I always, uh, I always gravitate to watching the drummer, and uh, and yeah, it was hard not to to take your your eyes off of you. Well, you're good looking. No, that doesn't hurt. You're cute. Right. You're easy on the eyes. The mm-hmm. ladies were looking. Now we're talking. But um, no, you're really great. I, 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 I'm really a fan. So thank, um, you. thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. This uh, was fun. Continue success with bizarre albums. Thank you very much. If I think of any more, or do you not want people to send? Do you want? Do you no, want suggestions? I, I, no, I literally say it at the end of every episode. You please. do want it, yeah. Um, All right, yeah. And it's fun. It's fun when I get ones that I had no idea about. You know, I'm definitely getting a lot of repeat suggestions. Right. But uh, there, every now and then, some new come. Some come in. And I'm like, oh, I had no yeah. idea. Like, so. how many times have people said Chris Gaines? Not as much as you'd think, really? but it does happen. No, really? uh, the big ones seem to be. Uh, People love telling me about the Joe Pesci record. <laughs> that's the weird, oh, that's the one that I get the most, I think. There, there's a, oh, who's the guy in Papa Don't Preach video? What's his name? Oh. He played uh, Madonna's dad. Oh, Danny uh, Aiello. Yes. Oh, he's got an album. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I know he sings in Hudson Hawk. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Uh, okay, so here, thank you again, Tony, for being thank here. Thank you. Motion City Soundtrack, Tiny Stills, uh, the Bizarre Albums podcast. Also, uh, you produce, and sometimes we can hear you on Allison Ro- Rosen's, is it called yeah. Allison? Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Tell I'm the uh, on-air producer of that show. Tell her if she ever wants me to be her best friend, I'll come over. All right. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to do that. <laughs> but if you want to, go ahead. I'll do that. Um, I'm going to play from the first album, a live version from an album called Live at 25. I'm going to play the song that we both like, Some of My Lies Are True. Nice. On Rock Solid. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. You say you want to be friend of mine, see me all the time. You don't care what I do. But it all sounds said to me, hey, can't you see? It's just like I told you. I know you think that I've been swimming with So much on the day.